Hey guys, you can tell by the womp womp version of the Mr. Belvedere theme that you're listening to the Alex cast. I've had that fucking song stuck in my head for, for nigh on, what time is it? It's 6 p.m. on a Monday. I've had that stuck in my head since about 7.30 this morning. I don't know how many hours that is. I'm going to guess somewhere around 11. Boy, is is my life a living fucking hell at this moment. I don't even know the lyrics to the fucking Mr. Belvedere theme. Like, I know the, 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 the you know, the want-wants I could do. And it's like, hey, when drop kick your jacket, when you came through the door, something, something, bare survival. And I'm going to kill myself for this song, because it's still in my head yet. Oh, God, my fucking life. Well, see how it's cast. What a weird, what a weird show this is. What a fucking odd collection of, of nonsense and, and, and singing of songs. It's so odd. But, uh, you know, that's, that's why you're here and that's why I'm here. Because we're all friends with one another. And, um, you know, I've, I don't know. What am I doing? What am I doing here, guys? It's time for the existentialist portion of the show where Alex kind of just questions aloud what the hell he's doing with his life and doing with the show. And, and then in the end, just moves on to a bunch of disparate topics and pretends that it makes sense in any way, shape or form to be a show. What am I doing? I mean, why does anybody even listen? What's the next line? God, this show sucks. Yeah, that's the next line. I don't even know. I don't even have anything planned. Well, I mean, I guess I can read from my Google Notes. God, I hate Evernote. Is that, did I get that right? I think I quoted correctly. <laughs> that's, that's me doing an impression of my own show. Because, uh, you know, hey, let's fucking get meta. Speaking of getting meta, I asked the audience, or well, not the audience, asked my Twitter feed because no one... Uh, no one really talks to me from the audience lately. No, no one. That's a lie. A few of you do. Oh, speaking of which, okay, I'm going to stay on topic tonight, and I'm not stoned at all. Uh, hello to guy that I theoretically heard singing my theme song at me earlier today on Monday the 7th. What's uh, up, dude? I was listening to a Doctor Who audiobook, and I was just kind of spacing out, and I didn't really kind of put together that someone just went... Um, what the hell did he say? Uh, welcome the wormhole or something. I mean, he did, kind of sang part of the, uh, the theme song at me and I didn't kind of put it together until I was already like half a block away and I got real uncomfortable. So given that, uh, this has happened before to me and that guy listens to the show, I, I'm going to assume he, you know, he wasn't that offended, but if you're listening right now, dude, 
Sorry about that. Um, sup, bro. There's a there's a catch up. So I asked the listening audience that listening audience being my Twitter. Uh, let's just repeat that thing uh, for some questions. And they provided. So I'm going to answer these questions uh, with with my mind. And uh, maybe even a little bit of my soul. Question number one comes from our friend and yours, Tara. She asks, if you were a hot dog and you were starving, would you eat yourself? Well, there's a lot of, there's a lot of problems with this question that we're going to have to break down. First of all, I don't eat hot dogs. So let's just assume that we're talking veggie dogs. Second of all, how could hot dogs be starving? They're, they're, they're collections of, you know, meat put together with preservatives, put in some kind of like hard casing, you know, not hard casing, like a, like an entrail casing, or in my case, a, a conglomeration of tofu and byproduct. They're not, they're not sentient. So, or they don't have a digestive system, so they couldn't be starving. So that's, we already have problems there. But so if we were to posit a world in which hot dogs, in this case, veggie hot dogs were sentient, had a, had a functional, uh, a gastrointestinal, uh, uh, system. And then somehow did not have access to food. And I was, and I became sentient within this, 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 this disgusting insult to God of a body. This, this, this tofu monstrosity that for some reason you wished into existence with your perverted fucked up mind, Tara. If I were to be put into that, just that horrific nightmare fuel of a thing, would I eat myself? So now we're getting to the idea of cannibalism. Would it be cannibalism if you were to eat your own tofu monstrosity body because you were starving? But before we even get to that, the moral quandaries involved, you'd have to think just kind of as a closed system, could you survive eating parts of yourself? Would that actually help you or hinder you? Let's say, let's say we're, we're humans, human beings made out of human meat and I was starving. Could you chop your, let's say, toe off and eat it? Would the harm done of the cho topping, topping, chopping, would that supersede the, the, the energy and the, and the, the, the satiation you would get from eating aforementioned toe. I don't know. But now that we're dealing with this, this nightmare creature that you, that you called off from the depths of some kind of horrible inner well of Cthulian nightmare. I said nightmare too many times with that thing. So I'm, I'm this, I'm this sentient tofu dog with a gastrointestinal tract. Could I, chop a bit of myself off and would that work to keep me from starving? Because that's the question. So let's say that that would work. Let's say, yeah, I would eat myself because as a sentient tofu dog with a fully functional gastrointestinal tract, I feel like life supersedes all and you have to hang on to that life with whatever you can because, you know, you're not guaranteed a tomorrow, but you sure as hell can hang on to today. And guys, no matter how low you get, no matter how bad it seems, 
you can always chop a bit off of yourself and eat it, and then you won't be hungry anymore. I think that's something we all kind of forget in this fast-paced world, that, that sometimes you can just calm down, you know, meditate for a second, and, and self-cannibalize because you're so hungry and you're a sentient tofu. Thanks for the question, Tara. <laughs> Moving on to question number two. Frequent guest, teen heartthrob, Sean McGann asks, Didn't there used to be more variety of Newtons? Obviously Fig Newtons, but I thought when I was a kid, there was like blueberry and strawberry and a whole bunch of other ones. Enough that a boy could really fill a day with figuring out his favorite Newton after taking intensive notes on what he liked and disliked about each version. Your thoughts? I don't know what the current state of Fig Newton is. Though I can tell you at the Whole Foods and the New Seasons and the other hippie quote-unquote health food stores that I go to, there's a lot of variety of uh, Newtons, Fig, Fig, uh, Fig Newmans, like Paul Newman, a lot of Whole Food brand stuff. And there are different things. Yes, the majority are fig-based. You're not going to hear an argument from me about that. I'm not some psychopath. I'm not Donald Trump out there saying, look, most Newtons are, are, aren't fig-based. I live in reality. And that reality is a fig-based reality. And I do know at those stores, there's blueberry, there's strawberry, there's... Those are the only ones I could think of off the top of my head. And I have a memory of this being being something that happened in my youth. Now, if this is not available anymore in your average New Jersey grocery, I say you write in to the good people at Newton and tell them that you demand it. Because I think there should be a multi-pack. Or at least, you know, like Fig Newton's coming, the, the, the plastic tray where there's two lines of Newton. One line should be one flavor and the other line should be another flavor. Or if they really want to get fancy, they could bifurcate those and have four different flavors in one pack. And, um, you know, I think that's really a metaphor for how the world can, can learn to get along. Is that, you know, you don't have to be just one flavor of person, one flavor of Newton. You can live in harmony with the other Newton flavors and just, just have a little boy eat you and find out which one he likes best. There's a, there's, a, there's a lot of food going on here and a lot of inappropriate things with aforementioned food. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, there were more Newtons when we were a kid. Though the unit of, of energy, the Newton, I think has been pretty standard for a while. And the thing that tells you to eat up Martha, that's been around for a while as well. That's a deep cut Simpsons joke. Deep cut. Moving on to question number whatever one we're on. Uh, I don't want to answer that one. Um, not that I don't want to answer that one, but I didn't do any research. And that'd be a funny... Oh, I've done that segment. I, well, okay. So we'll do this. Uh, our friend and yours, because I guess that's just how I introduce everybody, but he's actually our, our friend and yours. Uh, the 14 writer himself. The Tenebris, whatever the fuck his name is now, asked, uh, which Pliny the Elder medical fact is the most absurd? Now, when uh, years ago, at this point, I suppose, uh, Steph was on the show, we did a segment about Pliny the Elder because I just got obsessed with him for no good reason. And I'm going to I'm gonna make a note to revisit this 
because they're funny. And I think you guys would like it. And, you know, the turnover rate in the audience is, is such that I, I doubt there'd be many people that remember that segment. The one that that springs to mind is that uh, if you get um, a bit of bread stuck in your throat, you're supposed to shove bread from the same loaf in your ear. And that'll that'll clear your, your, your bread throat. There's another one that uh, there was a lot that involved like... Uh, like sheep testicles and one i don't remember what the what the the sim what the, the 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 sickness was but that you're to uh tie sheep balls to to your forehead and that's supposed to cure you of something i'm gonna guess headache you know in that you tied it to your forehead and all but that's a weird that's a weird guess i just made because i mean frankly that that i mean that makes as much sense as saying it's for it's for you know ankle pain because you know it's i don't know if you guys are familiar with with how medicine works but generally there's not a lot of medicinal cures that involve tying of testicles to any part of your body really i mean you could theoretically say you could tie testicles into your 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 scrotum by like microsurgery that that could do something but that's you know that's not really in the spirit of the question i'm gonna revisit that because it's funny. So, oh, you know, I should explain who Pliny the Elder is. Uh, he's Pliny the Younger's uncle. But I'm a uh, Greek, maybe Roman, physician philosopher. He was uh, one of those guys that supposedly knew everything. One of those dudes wrote a series of uh, books that we still have. And he was kind of the father of medicine for, for a very long time. And he had weird uh, cures and whatever. Died on the slopes of Mount Vesuvius in... Um, 79 uh when vesuvius exploded in august i think let's don't quote me on august but i'm pretty sure it was it was, it was in uh, 79 but um he uh because he was kind of half an idiot and you know brilliant but half an idiot he he went to pompeii and uh, when when the uh, volcano started to go off to try to help people and to study the the volcano and what he did was basically he just like tied some cloth around his face and uh, ended up choking to death on the on the uh, on the volcanic dust. Died, but he died in you know the search of science. So something good. Nemana ultra microscopic silico volcaniconiosis. One of English's longest words. It's a lung disease caused by breathing in the silicate from volcanoes. I've now had occasion to use that about four times on the show. God bless. Uh, more questions. Oh, oh, uh, facebook.com slash the standard PDX. That's the bar that sponsors this show. Now, if you're a long-term listener, I'm sure you're tired of hearing about the standard, but like new people, um, this is, you know, you're not going to hear this on other shows. Like you're not going to hear me talk about fucking like mattresses. I'm not going to bother you about a Patreon thing. Like all I ever do is facebook.com slash the standard PDX 14 Northeast 22nd. It's a beautiful bar. It's got games and cheap drinks every night, and it's fantastic. It's a really great place, and you should go. That's all I ever tell you, and that alexcast at gmail.com. You can send me PayPal money. It's the only thing I've ever asked to support the show. And when I say ever asked, I'm very much saying that to the new people listening, because the people that are listening for a while are well aware that I've asked other ways and told you to click the Amazon link on alexcast.com, et cetera. But the point is I don't do like Casper reads or that one where they send you like fake healthy food or the other one where they send you fake healthy food, or the other mattress company, or the one with the razors, or the other one with the razor. 
All I do is 14 Northeast 22nd, the standard. Facebook.com slash the standard PDX. They're on Instagram too. They have good Instagram. I, I mean, it's not good, but it's, you know, it updates. You know, it tells you like, hey, this is the, the, the like special tonight. So at the standard PDX, I think. Anyway, um, that's a, that's a commercial. Oh, let me, before I answer the next question, last week I did a Halloween episode, which um, I finished the reading of the Theravada machine. Let's see how many times I can uh, pronounce that in a different way. And it talked about Halloween a little bit. And I also put in an episode with our friend John Myers. Now, it turns out that putting two episodes out in a week really confuses the shit out of people. I, I don't know why that is. And that's not to like, that's not me insulting the people. That's me. Cause the only way I, I listen to podcasts is I just, I have iTunes. Just, they just, it just gets them for me and then loads them onto my MP3 playing device. So I don't, uh, <clears throat> pardon me. <clears throat> Had a bit of a frog in me throat. Uh, so I don't I don't know how everybody else listens, but for some reason, and I forgot, this happened years ago when I used to put out two shows every now and again, uh, where the, the episode with John, which I put out second, got like half the downloads, like literally half, which is a pretty significant amount uh, of, of the Halloween one, which it's a bummer because that was a really good episode with John. So if you missed it, go back and download that. I don't, God, it's so weird because, I mean, I guess people just, you know what it is? It's probably a lot of you guys are like on Android and you're probably like, no, because it's probably just podcatcher kind of things, right? Yeah, I don't I don't really understand. Anyway, John's a good guest. It was fun. We talked about uh, all sorts of weird shit, um, uh, a lot of uh, uh, Westworld chat, but you know, it was fun. You know, John's a good guy. And I was I looked at the uh, download numbers, which is something I've been trying to like sort of pay attention to because I've been putting the show out on Monday or Tuesdays and I'm trying to figure out like which is more effective. Um no one cares about the shit. Anyway, the point is I was paying attention. So go back and listen. That's a, uh, you know, inside Alex fact. Uh, next question. Uh, Nathan Stillhorn asks, why is it uh, that every time I turn on the radio, I hear the same five songs 15 times a day for three months? It's because all the radio stations are owned by like two companies, maybe even one. It was clear channel last I paid any attention. Um, so uh, they 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 all kind of have like a dedicated playlist of artists that are in you know the companies that the uh, artists are represented by are in bed with Clear Channel, and they have like certain songs. So this goes the same for uh, classic rock where they um, play a certain set of songs that work fit the genre have been market tested and know that they're not annoying, and then those things cycle out over a certain number of months. I don't know how long it takes for the cycle to go through, but this is it's all just algorithms to to, to pick stuff. So. And that's why, um, it is, uh, that's, they, they tested it. It's the the way they make the most amount of money and it's the way they give money to the record companies that put those songs out and, or the, um, people that own the rights to the older songs. It's kind of the same answer, but yeah, look, sorry, bro. He asked the question. I'm fucking, I'm dropping some fucking science on you. Speaking of science, the name I'm going to mispronounce is Martin Adele Smith. Why is water wet? Well, it's because hydrogen and oxygen have a weak bonding. So it bonds to a bunch of other things. Things that bond to other things tend to feel wet to us because it bonds to the skin, bonds to other stuff. That is what being wet is. It's water that's being all those just open slots attaching to all the other open slots of other molecules. I don't know if that's the right answer, but it sounded pretty good. Uh, I wasn't prepared. I mean, I, I was prepared for that question in that I knew that question was on there because I copy pasted it into my file. 
but I didn't bother to look at look up the answer because I mean frankly I, I can't imagine that he, he really was you know expecting an answer but you know there 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 we go uh rad cro- rad crochet queer uh let's wait rad cro- red rad crochet queer rad crochet yeah, okay yeah all right so someone who's rad crochet and identifies as queer okay um they asked me um Oh, uh, if I've talked about black-eyed children, shadow people, etc. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to do that this episode, but I'm, um, I'm going to make a note. I'm going to get some black-eyed children stories, and uh, I'll, I'll bring that up next show, because those are fun. Uh, for the people not in the know, there's a somewhat modern phenomena that's usually related to UFOs in some way. Not necessarily like they come from UFOs, but like... There's some kind of, you know, overlapping magisterial or whatever of uh, these creepy fucking weirdo kids that show up to people's houses and they meet them on the street and ask to come inside their house. These kids with just all black eyes, their entire eye are black. And then uh, they, they you know, associate it with like like really weird feelings, you know, feel like just bad vibes, I suppose, the, the you know, people would say. Yeah, they're super interesting. Um, shadow people is, um, well, they're just shadow people, you see. Anyway, uh, yes, thank you, uh, Rad Crochet Queer. I will, um, that I'm going to make that a note for next week because I could talk about them in more detail now off the top of my head, but it's a cool topic that I haven't actually gone like into on the show in like a lot of depth. So uh, I'll bring that up next week. I have written it down on a green piece of paper sitting next to me. And that's equivalent to a fucking contract. Deal with it. TJ asked me, uh, what's the d- best way to dispose of a hooker's body? He's asking just for a friend. Uh, well, to pay her the agreed upon amount and drop her safely off where she came from and, you know, really hope that both of you start making better life decisions. And I'm saying that from a country where prostitution is illegal, um, in a country where it's legal and, you know, uh, safe, then, you know, it's entirely, you know, the same answer with the getting her back safely, um, just, you know, without the feeling bad about yourself or other people, you know, it's right now when you're resorted to sex work in the United States, a lot of the times, yeah, it's, you know, because of abuse or, you know, because of other like really bad situations. So, you know, you have to, you have to treat them, you know, carefully and you have to treat yourself carefully because, Frankly, it's a dangerous thing you're stepping into. But uh, yeah, that's how you dispose of their body is uh, is safely back where they came from or where they request. And, you know, hopefully everything works out for both of you. That's probably not the answer you wanted, but it's the answer you got. That was a weird thing to say. Anyway, uh, more questions. This is the Alex Cast listener question special. Um... Don't want to talk about that. Uh, I mean, uh, so uh, Stephanie Quick, uh, uh, often a writer, uh, says, um, "How is that people who are most vehemently opposed to a, to a politician are the same who spend an inordinate amount of time and mental energy speculating on said politician's sex life through jokes, accusations, etc.?" Uh, well, I think there's multiple things going on here. Um, in 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 America. And I think a lot of other countries, but some countries aren't as stuck up as us, but there's this weird dichotomy when it comes to politicians in which we all kind of recognize a joke about all of them being crooked or 
uh, I guess crooked has become like a Trump term, but I'm using crooked in the old school way. You know, they're all kind of um, not morally on high ground. But we also expect that, and then on the same, you know, kind of on the same, on the same, God, how the fuck, have I, how do you word it? On the, we also want them to be saints. So we think they're crooked fucking sinner garbage piles because like, oh, you know, those crooked politicians over in Washington. But also we want them to be, you know, the the parishioner. We want them to be this, this perfect godly thing of, you know, so delving into their sex life is searching for that dirty scandal. And it's trying to, you know, pull down something that we've brought up, which is a weirdly human endeavor. And I speak of that as someone watching from the outside. Uh, so that's that's the one thing. That's just a kind of human urge. The other side, and then, you know, the other side of that is also, you know, you're kind of acting out through your questions or through your jokes or through your kind of accusations. You're kind of acting out things that basically you want to do, you know, it's almost that like he protests too much. So if you, you know, so like the more vehemently you scream how much you hate gay people, you know, the more, I don't know, I think the more likely it is that you have some, some feelings you're suppressing that you're, you're screaming out of hatred because, you know, there's something in you that's confusing to you and you're acting out of hate. So I think there's an, there's an aspect of that as well. There's also the, you know, because we are a country that just completely fucked up about sex, for some reason it's just insulting sex seems to be like the the easiest way to get to an insult, you know, because we're just like these kind of Puritan, you know, jerk-offs for the most part. So I think kind of insinuating that like, oh, gasp, you know, uh, being, we may have sex out of wedlock or whatever, you know, other kind of normal human thing is. It's, I don't know, it's kind of the low-hanging fruit because you just want to insult someone, even though it's not particularly insulting, but it's, you know, because we live in this weird pseudo-Puritan, which, you know, there's this there's this thing with writing where if you're writing a really bad female character, yeah, the writer is, I think the phrase is Madonna and whore, or Madonna or whore. So, yeah, they write like this, this you know, perfect Madonna, sinless person, or just a, you know, a whore, it's, it's the you know lowest of the low highest of the high and there's you know what you want to do as as a writer is you know have like nuance in between the two and i think that's that's you know kind of in action a lot with with the way at least the united states views politicians where it's got to be like either way so it's not like you can't it's hard to we have a really hard time justifying kind of bad actions by good people, good actions by bad people sort of thing, you know, if, if that, if that follows. So when people wanted to make fun of Bill Clinton, all they did was like harp on about, you know, getting a blowjob in the office or whatever, which I guess there's a power dynamic there. So it kind of was a scumbag. Cause I think that Lewinsky lady was somebody that worked for him, but let's pretend that wasn't a power dynamic. Him being like, you know, he was just, you know, out of wedlock deal. Well, you know, whatever you get what i'm saying it's just no fucking big deal it's, sorry just let that peter out i'm just repeating myself here the, 
it's that people, you know, obsess over like, oh, he got a BJ instead of like, hey, he had eight years of fucking huge prosperity for the country. You know, it's a, one of those things that like historically was a really, you know, kind of a good time to be an American. Now, they, we also happen to have invented the Internet just about that. Not invented the Internet, but the Internet got popular a huge fuck ton uh, of money came. So, you know, you could have had like half an idiot on, uh, you know, sitting in the big chair and it wouldn't, you know, wouldn't have mattered. But the point is. Uh, people remember the the BJ and not the you know not the rest of the presidency. I don't know if that answered the question. Who knows? I don't know if I answered anybody's question. I don't know how things work. I th I'm pretty sure I got that. Is why is water wet? Right though. I mean, I think of all the questions I've handled tonight, I th I think I think be making a guess at how. What, what would that be? Biology? Chemistry. How how chemistry works. I really think that's that's the one I hit out of the park. And and I really appreciate all of your questions. That was this this was a weird episode. I think I think next okay, so next week I'm gonna talk about uh, so far I know I'm gonna talk about plenty of the elder and black eyed kids. I'm gonna I should focus on maybe having segues. We all know that's not going to happen. But anyway, as I've established that the solo shows are only going to be half an hour, we're at half an hour. Holy shit, guys. Well, we're 29 minutes, but it doesn't matter. The point is, we're there. We did it. What do I have to tell you? Remember to go back, find that John episode, because that was weird. Uh, leave reviews on iTunes. That would be helpful to me. Tell your friends if you like the show. Um, tell them, like, hey, you should listen to this Alex guy, because that would be helpful. Um, that's about it. Go to The Standard, facebook.com slash The Standard PDX. Leave reviews, love, do stuff. This doesn't count as, as one of those ads I said before where, um, you know, you hear it on every show because, like, the, the episode's over now, so it's really your fault for <laughs> continuing to listen. <laughs> All right, so uh, thanks. I, I will I will talk to you next week. Uh, you know, I love each and every one of you like I love my own children in that, you know, they're non-existent and there's very few of you left here. <laughs> Bye.